Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 2415. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. Go ahead and open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 6 again as we continue in our Back to the Basics series and establish a firm foundation for our lives in Christ Jesus. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. And Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 in the message version says, So come on, let's leave the preschool finger painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. The basic foundational truths are in place. Turning your back on salvation by self-help and turning in trust Toward God. And then Hebrews 6 3 says in the Amplified Version, If indeed God permits, we will now proceed to advanced teaching. And you, like me, I'm sure we're all just alike where we would like to go beyond just the elementary school of the Lord and enter into the high school and even go to college and learn all about the great things of God and the Spirit in Jesus' name. So we've been talking about a foundation, and we have this picture in our mind. And it's the cornerstone of Jesus Christ. And so we're looking at a foundation of a house, and on the right front corner is a cornerstone. And we're going to label that stone Jesus Christ. And then going to the left across the front, the next stone is repentance from dead works. And we turn right and go up the left side there, and we have faith toward God and the doctrine of baptisms. And then we turn right again and go across the back uh, part of the foundation, And we have the laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead. And then we turn back to the right again, coming down the right side of the wall towards the cornerstone of Christ. And there is eternal judgment. And if if all of those have followed the cornerstone correctly, they will meet the uh, cornerstone right around and make a perfect square in Jesus' name. And that will be a firm foundation for the winds of life and the storms of life. As a matter of fact, 2 Corinthians Chapter 7, verse 10 says, For godly sorrow produces repentance that leads to salvation. Let's think about these six stones. Now, I added the cornerstone, but the six stones mentioned in Hebrews chapter 6 are repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And it says that those things are the elementary principles. We need to understand them well. Notice how the first two, repentance from dead works and faith toward God, 
Uh, much like that scripture in 2 Corinthians 7.10 says, For godly sorrow produces repentance that leads to salvation. You see, those first two stones are really about our conversion. Uh, we come to Christ. The wooing of the Holy Ghost brings us to a point of repentance from the things that we have done, our dead works, and brings us to God. And then the faith toward God, we, we receive the truth of his forgiveness that he paid for our sins by death on the cross and rose from the dead, and our faith toward him brings us our salvation. And so the first two stones really are about aspects of our conversion and receiving him as our Lord. The next two being the doctrine of baptisms and the laying on of hands, notice how they're both plural, are both both what we would call post-conversion experiences. Once we're saved and once we've repented and come to God and, and by faith received his forgiveness and, and his grace, then we enter in the doctrine of baptisms, which we're, I'm real excited about getting into those teachings. You're going to like that. And then, then we move on to the laying on of hands, and those are where we lay hands on the sick. And there's, there's, oh, there's many, many reasons for the laying on of hands as believers in our walk with the Lord. And the last two being the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment have to do with eschatological things, which is the things dealing with the end times or involving the last things. So we're going to talk about all of this and become uh, real firm in our foundations of the elementary principles so we can move on to the deep things of God. Amen. And we also studied for the past two sessions that there's a cornerstone in our universe. The cornerstone that our universe is set to, we found out in Job 38, God says in verse 4, he says, Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened or laid its cornerstone? And as we've discussed, the earth is traveling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour, and it's also rotating or spinning at the same time over 1,000 miles per hour. And we can't even feel a vibration. Why? Because the universe is set on a cornerstone, a perfect cornerstone that sets everything else in creation, and that's why the earth isn't even shaking the slightest bit while we're moving around the sun and spinning and all of that because we're on the firm foundation of the Word of God. And we also discussed that God wants us to be established or settled, stable in a spiritual condition in three areas, in our heart, in our words, and in our works. And I just want to take that a little further. Your heart, your words, and your works have to do with what you believe, what you say, and what you do. He wants us to be established in what we believe, in what we say, our words are important, and what we do. 1 Thessalonians 3 says, So that he may establish your hearts blameless in the holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all of his saints. Wow. I like this, 2 Thessalonians 2.16, that he would comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. That's being established in words and works. And so... Back to the basics we talked about a little bit, that the basics of patience through faith and comfort through his word, patience and comfort are critical to having a firm foundation in faith. And when you're established in your heart, in what you believe, you're established in your words, in what you say, you're established in your works, in what you do, you have a firm foundation and you can be walking in 
patience and comfort. Wow, that's a strong foundation in Jesus. Now, the second stone that I want to talk about today is called repentance from dead works. Because once we've got our establishment on Jesus Christ being the only way, the truth, and the life, and having a foundation in him, we need to understand what repentance from dead works means. The word repentance is a Greek word which means a complete change of mind and direction in life and to reverse the effects of. The word repentance means it's accompanied by regret and sorrow that leads to a change in behavior. We also know from our scripture that it leads to salvation. So here we have a change of mind, a direction in life, and then dead works. That's an interesting word. What does dead works mean? Uh, That means uh, deeds that bring death. Dead works are deeds that bring death. So we need to repent from deeds that bring death or destruction. Here's one that we uh, can discuss about the Apostle Paul when he was talking to King Agrippa in Acts chapter 26 and verse 19. He said, Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent, turn to God, and do works befitting repentance. Now, a lot of people today don't want to talk about works, but this is talking about a different kind of works, not works for salvation, but works befitting repentance. This type of repentance should change what we do. And however, if we do not change what we believe and what we say, we won't have the power to be able to change what we do. If you have not established your heart uh, along with established words, you will not accomplish the change that you're looking for. Why? Because what we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth will come to pass. As a matter of fact, you're very familiar with this, but Mark eleven twenty three and 24 says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So what we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth will come to pass. So it's very important that we have established our heart in our faith and established our words in our faith in order to accomplish and change what we do in works of righteousness. You see, you cannot accomplish what you want to do without first determining what you believe and what you say. If you want to change what you do, you must first change your believing and your saying. This is why Jesus must be the cornerstone of your heart and your words. The second stone, repentance from dead works. Again, this word dead is a Greek word, uh, nekros. It means utterly useless, futile, and vain. And works... That word means a deed or a task or a human act, the deeds of sin or the works of the law for self-righteousness and useless rituals. And again, we look at Hebrews 6.1, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. In other words, we should understand and be strong in our repentance. We should understand and be, and be strong in our faith. The King James Bible commentary says this about the let us go on. The verb is unusual in that it's not active as the translation would imply. Rather, it's passive. 
It does not involve going as much as being carried or being moved. This is important. It suggests let us be moved along. You see, maturity will not be attained by personal effort as much as by personal surrender to God. Who alone can accomplish the needed perfection? So we find that repentance is not only a change of mind and deeds of sin, but also a change from the deeds of self-righteousness. Repentance from dead works is a personal surrender to God because the only way you truly accomplish it is through Him. This is why repentance from dead works and faith toward God work together hand in hand. So I'm going to say this, back to the basics, rule number two, because faith without works is dead, works do matter. We need to be established and have a firm foundation in our hearts, in what we believe, in our words, in what we say, and in our works, in what we do. I call those our faith works, and we'll talk about those next time. Well, that's all the time we have today, (laughs) so I look forward to being with you in my next netcast. Mark your calendar, set your clock, and tune in next time as we continue in establishing our foundation with Jesus Christ as our cornerstone. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.